you are listening to Quality Time, a podcast designed to support Nebraskan providers through their journey with Step Up to Quality. I am your host, Colleen Schmidt. Get ready to listen as we prepare to elevate each other as we step up to quality. Welcome back, everyone. Today, I'm very excited to be speaking with Jill Garrett. Jill is the Early Childhood Program Manager at Kids Can Community Center here in Omaha. Jill and her team received a step five. And Jill, I'm just so happy to get to chat with you today because I think you have valuable information for our listeners so that they can learn a little bit about your journey and your experience with Step Up to Quality. So welcome, Jill. And can you share with our audience a little bit, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, maybe about some of the roles you have played or worked in in the field of early childhood education. Sure, thank you, Colleen. Um, nice to be here. I, um, I've worn many hats the last 20 years, I would say. Um, I was a classroom teacher, so I've had that, that experience of being in the classroom um, and I, I know it's challenging. I know what the teachers are facing. So I think it's really important for a director to have had that experience um, and, and can relate to the teachers. So I started out as a classroom teacher. Um, I moved on to an assistant director where I really loved um, talking about curriculum and special events. Um, I really, really like that. I also had the opportunity to be an adjunct professor at a local college. So I was able to teach some early childhood classes. Uh, that's the foundation of our, of our profession. So being able to, to teach was really a great experience for me. Um, after that, I moved on to where I'm at now. Um, I, I have been a, a program manager now for a few years um, where I oversee the early childhood program at my community center, um, as well as oversee the school age um, program as well. In addition to that, I'm still finding opportunities to do trainings. So I am an early learning guidelines trainer um, for the state of Nebraska, which I, I feel is really important for educators to know those seven domains and how they influence kids. So I still get some time to, to, um, to train educators on what I'm really passionate about. So that's a little bit about, about my background. I love that. You really have worn a lot of different hats. I'm with you. I mean, it is a solid foundation to know about our ELGs. That is a must. We have to know where we're driving the bus in order to get there, right? <laughs> and right. I, I really love what you said, Jill, about uh, having that experience of being a classroom teacher and how that really gives you a, a lot of empathy for what your teachers are doing as a leader of a center, you really have to have that empathy piece with you to still be, you know, have your foot in that door of knowing what that was like. It's hard. <laughs> and it's also, it's also allowed me to be, I would say more hands-on because I know what the classroom teachers often say that they're missing from mm -hmm. an administration. Yes. That, that, that is a big, that is a big topic of discussion. When, when I ask someone in an interview, what do you look for in your supervisor? 
They will say, you know, I want someone who's going to have an open door, who's going to come into the classroom, who's going to give honest feedback. So they really want that director seen. And I believe that, that that's one of the most important things about my job is, is actually being seen. By yeah. The oh, I love that. That's right. It's a partnership. And I, I just really enjoyed when you said that about, you know, having that in your uh, toolbox <laughs> of your past experiences. <laughs> Me too. I, I was a classroom teacher. I know very much what the challenges of that was like. Right. And even now as an observer, when I go and do observations for Step Up, I still have that with me. Like you don't ever lose that. Once you've been in the classroom and know the right. challenges, it's right. It's with you forever. So I love that you brought that up. Yes, ma'am. Well, let's talk about quality. So first, can you tell us why quality is important? Why does it matter? Why does what we do with very young children matter so much? So quality is extremely important when we're thinking about early care for children. Uh, birth to five is the most crucial period of, of a child's life. We know in the education field that the majority of brain development is before the age of five. So the quality of language they're hearing the types of experiences they're getting, the types of, of physical environment and materials that they're using will have lasting effects um, throughout their life. Also, um, we want them to be well-rounded individuals. We want to set them up, up for success. We want them to have the self-esteem and the problem-solving skills, that social and emotional piece that we see in early childhood if we develop that, then that's really setting them up for that, those next steps in life. Even adults, they have to, we solve problems every day as adults. So when we're working in quality environments and kids are, are learning how to work together in small groups and to solve problems together, I, it's what sets them up for success at, later in life. So we have a big task. We have a big big shoes to fill, fill as early childhood educators um, to provide that quality that families and that kids need. I love that. And you're so right. It is such a big task. You mentioned having uh, physical environments that are going to support quality. You mentioned supporting quality through intentional language opportunities. So important in uh, birth through five classrooms. Right. And that's one thing I, I guess I forgot to mention as well um, that I, I do do observations as well, or I have done observations mm -hmm. on environmental rating scale and class scale, um, which are two of the tools that can be used in step up to quality. I know that there's many, many um, caregivers out there that get nervous when they hear, oh no, someone is coming to do an observation. Mm -hmm. um, that's scary. Mm -hmm. But it's also important as educators to start looking into those two, two tools. Um, the class tool focuses mostly on, on classroom relationships and the type of language we're using. Language is important. The mm -hmm. amount of words that kids are hearing is important. So although an assessment tool might look scary, 
these tools really, really help with the quality of care. Environmental rating skills. Mostly that's where you're going to look at the, the more of the physical environment. What kids are given the opportunities to play with throughout the day also matters, giving them open-ended opportunities. The, the types of routines, the, the types of the way the classroom is ran, um, it really makes a difference. So as an educator, do not let those observation tools scare you off. Because if, if you really want quality and you really want to work on, on making, uh, having a better, a, a better center, a better in-home center, then those, those tools will really help you. You are preaching to the choir <laughs> when you're talking to me about that. It's not about the seven. It's about growing as a provider or as an educator on what am I already doing really well and how can I get even better because my goal is to provide quality care for the kids. And I like how you mentioned the families too, really being intentional about thinking about how do I serve the child, but also how do I serve our families? And we know that that, that parents are you know, their, their child's first teacher, although sometimes they are with their child care um, teachers more so during awake hours than their parents. It's even more important for parents and educators to have a partnership. Yep. Um, and, and part of Step Up to Quality is, is looking in detail about you know, what, it, what does your parent engagement look like and how, how can we make a few tweaks to include parents, include cultures, Mm -hmm. you know, and include families in everyday routines. Absolutely. I love that. And well, let's jump in. Let's talk about Step Up to Quality a little bit more. You mentioned the two tools that you can choose from and how not to be afraid. I thank you for saying that. That is very helpful, I think, for many people to hear. <laughs> Hopefully they can receive that message of it's not an I gotcha kind of moment. Right. But it right. really, they're designed to help support quality in your program and to help you grow and get better for your kiddos. That's the why behind those. Right. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So just, you know, a little bit more about that. Like you said, it's not about the seven. Mm -hmm. Okay. Even, even a perfectionist like me who, <laughs> who wants to, to reach that highest rating possible, we know that on, on either of those two tools, there are some things that, that you're going to have in your environment, possibly, um, that will not allow you to, to get a seven on everything. No one has ever earned a score of a seven mm -hmm. on either one of those tools as an overall rating. Right. So know that it's not to, it, the, the observation tool is not to pick anyone apart. It's simply to show you here's where you're at. And that's where that quality improvement piece comes in. Yeah. Once you see that baseline, then you can go and start looking at what can I do to my environment? What can I do to my routine, to my daily schedule? There's a couple of tweaks and you might be able to, to reach a much higher rating on those skills. So in order to improve, you have to see your baseline. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, you are so much more than the score. <laughs> the score is a snapshot picture 
of one day of where you were at at that particular moment. And teaching is, as you know, as a former teacher, teaching is such a job of the heart that we take things very personally or to heart. <laughs> so I, I'm so appreciative of you mentioning that piece, Jill, with like, it's, it's not to try and make you feel bad. It's not an I gotcha moment. It is to support quality. So let's talk about your journey to quality. Let's talk about your journey with Step Up to Quality. Can you tell us what was it about Step Up to Quality that initially attracted you to joining? And then maybe give us just kind of a little glimpse of parts of the process. You de- it's a big process, so you don't have to go through all the steps. Right. But why did, why did you join? So I've, I've, taken, I've taken two centers through Step Up to Quality. Uh, both centers that I had been at are now out of five. Um, so when the, when the program first started several years ago, I, we've, I found it as, as something I really wanted to participate in because Nebraska had not had a QRIS, which is Quality Rating and Improvement System. So we had licensing standards, but as we know, those are fairly minimal. So I jumped at the chance to be able to participate in a program where they could really come in and assess how your program is and the quality. So I took that as as not a scary task, but as a task to say, okay, I'm going to, we're going to show, we're going to work hard. We're going to look at where we're at. We're going to look at the tweaks we need to make, what isn't working, what is best practice. And so um, I think the first thing I did was take the the introduction to step up to quality, filled out our paperwork, um, moved on to that step one, put everyone in the database. And then I think it was after I did those first trainings, then I got offered a coach. So I did have a coach for step up to quality. Um, You know, as you know, coaches come in monthly and just kind of uh, help with the process. Um, having a little bit of knowledge uh, beforehand, I was able to start that action plan. So when I made my action plan, I just did a spreadsheet of every single item and step up to quality. If I felt like like we, we already had that item or if this is something we maybe needed to make a new policy procedure on. And then who in the program was going to kind of lead each of those tasks. Then I'd work with the, the coach and we would just go through, she would look at, at some of my documents. Um, part of the process of Step Up to Quality is looking at your policies and procedures, um, updating, uh, making sure that they're best practice. So the coach and I would, would just kind of go through things that, that I w- was doing on my own. And then if I was stumped on something, they'd be able to either help. And if she didn't know the answer, then she reached out to her supervisor. Mm-hmm. So it's more of, of a resource because even though I, I knew quite a bit about the, the program, there were a few things that I wasn't sure on. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to make sure before you have that radar come out, you want to make sure what you have is accurate. And so that's where that coach comes in handy. 
She also went and um, did a little bit of, of training as well with the staff. Um, so overall, it was it, just like a coach, a mentor, you know, someone to ask questions to along the journey. Because this journey might take a couple of years, yeah. you know, yeah. depending on where you're at. So it's just, it was a nice resource to have. And Jill, it's okay if it takes a couple of years. Right. It's not a race. You right. know, we're, exactly. we want to improve and grow. And I love how you mentioned part of your why was this was new to Nebraska and you're all about making Nebraska better. Me right. too. <laughs> Me too. So, and- so when I first, so when I first, first introduced this to my staff, what I did was I had a staff meeting and I had printed off a, a bunch of pictures of hotels, one star rating, two stars, three, mm. four, five. So we said, okay, if you're going on a vacation, let's talk about what are characteristics of, of a one star hotel? Mm-hmm. What are characteristics of a three? What are characteristics of a five star? What are you looking at? Where would you want to be? Yeah. So we, we looked at these pictures. We talked about the differences, you know, the firm mattresses versus the, the soft mattresses at that five star. And then we started relating it to quality in childcare. Yeah. What does that, that step one, that one star center look like? Mm-hmm. What does a step five look like? We're not there yet, but boy, if we could be a step five, what are the characteristics And I love the hotel analogy. Like, yes, I want to stay at the five-star hotel. Every family in your care wants truly what's best for their baby. All families wants what's best for their children. So I love that you mentioned the website. That's a nice little plug for that. Yes, ma'am. And and step four is a huge, um, it's a huge accomplishment. It is as well. You know, that step four shows that you have those policies and procedures put in place to really, you know, really be that quality program. So although not everybody gets a step five, especially their first time, um, that doesn't mean anything less to to have a step four rating. That should be you should be really proud of that as well. I think you should be proud of signing up, honestly, because it just shows the initiative that I'm here for my kids, for my families, for my teachers, for my team, for my state. Like it just makes all of us better is what is what the goal is to have right. a but lot the, of quality of care options. Like that's the goal. That is that is very true. But one thing I would say though to those educators out there, it's easy to get started and then you know something happens and you say, okay, we're gonna stop for a while. And it's very easy to get out of the habit of, of mm. working on the process. Yeah. So I would just encourage everyone, you know, if you've done that, if you've started up, if you've inputted your data, taken your trainings, and now it's time to do the hard work, do the hard work because it's easy to put it on the back burner. And then pretty soon years go by and, yeah. and you haven't moved up that, that ladder. Yes. That's so encouraging, Jill. Thank you for saying that because I agree with you. I think that stuff happens and especially over the last two years, we've been (laughs) shooting up a bit. (laughs) So things, things have maybe delayed you, but please don't give up. There was a why of why you signed up 
There was a reason, you know, and that's so encouraging of you to say. Even with, even with COVID, I mean, there was a lot of us had a lot of downtime Mm -hmm. during COVID. Hopefully that was a perfect time for all of us to really evaluate, you know, where we want to see our center. Absolutely. Evaluate what matters, evaluate where we are, where our dreams are of going to provide that quality of care. That's yeah. And I thank you for mentioning that about, about don't give up. If you started and you're feeling kind, don't be hard on yourself. It's okay to jump back in. There's lots of supports to keep you going on the journey. In fact, let's talk about one of those supports. So you mentioned a little bit about the process of having a coach and Jill, you and your coach are actually featured in an article that's on the step up to quality webpage. Uh, the title of the article is educate, motivate, activate coaches help guide childcare providers through five-step process. That's the title. I, I believe we're going to have that linked to our podcast here, but can you just give us kind of a quick overview of what the coach's role was with you as a director? Like, did the coach come in and say, okay, now this, 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 and get rid of this. And now I'm going to tell you what to do and I'm running the show. Or what was it like having a step up to quality coach? So uh, a good step up to quality coach should allow the, the director to be in the, in the seat moving the steering wheel. So they're going to just assist you at the pace that you are, are working on. If you do need to take a, you know, a short break for, for a few months, you know, that that's your prerogative. Mm -hmm. So they are, they are not there to tell you what you're doing wrong, what you're, what you're doing right necessarily. They're really there to help you explore Mm -hmm. your program, explore the environment, explore, Explore the teaching staff, explore the professional development. Professional development is huge. Yeah. Step up to quality. It really is. Um, and it's been a while because it's been a couple of years now since we received our step five. So if I, if I recall, um, professional development was a really big thing in step up to quality. Yep. They really yep. encourage um, CDAs and, you know, the coaches is, is able to look through that rating readiness tool, help you decide what, what do I have the potential to, to be able to get for points? What might I not be able to get for points? And that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then really develop the plan. Yeah. So, so the action plan. So for example, I talked with my coach and we decided that there was no reason why every full-time staff member in our, our center could not achieve a CDA, which is child development associate. Um, most of the child development associate is, is based on training hours. So this mm-hmm. is not a college degree. This is not an associate degree. This is a certificate. So what the, the CDA is, is 120 hours of training Mm-hmm. plus um, a, a few other different components to go along with it. Mm-hmm. So Step Up to Quality really encouraged us, you know, let's start the process. Let's make a template. Let's look at every, let's pull everybody's training hours. I only had eight staff at the time, so it wasn't a whole lot. 
But then we started to work with them. I became that mentor to my staff because I got my CDA actually mm-hmm. years ago. So, and that's one thing I really love as well as I love that professional development piece. Yeah. So within a year, we set a goal and within the year, within by that next fall, every single one of the full-time staff have their CDA. Um, and, and that was really, really big for us. And that's something I would encourage every early childhood educator to do. Um, not just because it shows, Hey, I'm an expert, you know, I'm not a babysitter. I'm an expert in early childhood, but it also enables you if you are working at a step up to quality center, it then enables you to, to claim that school readiness tax credit each year Mm -hmm. on the Nebraska um, income tax return. So as we know, you know, we don't, we're not in the profession to get rich. Mm-hmm. So that, that $800, $900, $1,200, maybe even $1,500 that you would get just from having that CDA and working in a step up to quality center, that, that is huge. Yes, that's um, icing on the cake, isn't it? Yes, yes. I love how you're mentioning that your coach was there to help you explore, to help, to guide, to, you know, really serve your needs as a center versus what coach thinks should be or shouldn't. You know, uh, it's optional to get a coach. If you feel like you can, can do, you know, kind of know the path you're on. It's not something that you have to do. Uh, The step up to quality, um, the website and the email will be there regardless if you have a coach that you can ask a, a question to. But I would encourage it just because it's it's free of charge. Yes. And they're just there just to help with that journey. If it takes six months, a year or two years, you're going to have that coach with you. Yeah. And it's a partner for you. It's someone who can really be like a thought partner and brainstorm ideas. And what do you think about trying this? Or if you don't want to, that's okay. <laughs> some, and some of the some of the criteria. Even me with the background I have, I wasn't exactly for sure yeah. what they were looking for. And I did not want to put something in there that I thought was the right path when it wasn't. And then right. not give it. Absolutely. So the coach is the way to just say, hey, I think this is where I'm going with this. Can you check and just make sure if that's if that would qualify? Is that really what that indicator was looking at? Yeah. So while I could have did that on my own it's easier for my coach to kind of relay several questions I might have at a time. Yes, absolutely. And what, why would you want to fly the airplane alone? Wouldn't you rather have a co-pilot there with you to help? Right. And yeah, you, you don't have to be alone. There's support. There's people already within the system prepared to root you on and support you on your journey with Step Up. So I love that. All right, Jill, I'm going to ask you, Another question that I think I know the answer to this one, but you have gotten two separate fives. First of all, wow, congratulations. Like that's a, that's a really big, very cool accomplishment. Now, what happens after the five? The the first center I was at, we actually, we actually got a four rating when Uh I was there. And so we were very eager, which I I since moved on before they got their second rating. Mm -hmm. Um, But once you get that, once you get that four, 
um, I think most people are like, what else can I do? What, yeah. what do I need to do to reach that five? Mm-hmm. Because usually with, with just, uh, you know, a few tweaks, you might be able to reach that five. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for me, when, when I first got the four and when I moved to my new center in South Omaha, we actually got a four or first time too. Mm-hmm. Then I found out that we could get reassessed in a year. So we were all about that. We mm-hmm. wanted to make those changes. We were excited to make the changes and try again. So once we got that five, we could relax because we knew it was going to be several years before we were, you know, getting assessed again, but you can't really let your guard down. Um, if you put the, the process in place mm-hmm. to get that five, you're going to have that foundation where it's not very difficult to maintain it really, because hopefully your staff are trained in the environmental ratings. They're trained in the class tool. They've, they've developed that into their routines it's the foundation. So I wouldn't say that there's a whole lot that that we have to do to maintain it because you you should already be, you you should be able to maintain without, we're not putting on a show for anybody. This is who we are. But as far as professional development, as far as, as um, their CDA expiring, we've got, we've got staff now that their CDA is expiring shortly. So it's now, okay, what do we do to renew? Yeah, um, we're all trained in all seven domains of the early learning guidelines. We're looking for best practices. We're taking new trainings. So although hopefully that foundation piece is there, hopefully most of your policies and procedures are already in place, especially when it comes to professional development, family engagement, even mm-hmm. just, just curriculum. We're, we're always looking for opportunities to continue to grow, even though we're at that five, there will come a day when we are reassessed. We don't want to look at that tool, pull pull that tool out six months beforehand and say, okay, we're going to get back here. That should be, you know, an every six month and every year process to really relook at everything and how you're doing. Yeah. And it has to be ongoing. It's, I love how you said we're not putting on a show. Like this is, we are quality. This is who we are any day you come in, not just when we're getting rated. Like we're, we're this five, no matter what, like come, come see us. <laughs> we're, we're and consistently that's, that. And that's where, when they do those observations and mm-hmm. when they do, you know, the, the observation or the, when the rater comes out, you do not know the specific time frame in that. So it's they what they want to really see is what are you doing in your program on a daily basis? Yeah, we don't just want to do something for one day. That's not going to show who we are. So that's where that's where that hard work comes in. That's where that foundation you have to lay. And observers will know as an observer. I've been in classrooms before where I've heard the kids say, why do we have this out today? You know, I've never seen this before. What are we doing? You know, and it's, it's just obvious that the environment was was tweaked for that yes. very day, the observation. As a step up to quality um, center, you do not you, you do not want to do that. You want to put in the hard work to really change not only the materials, but but the routines, the structure of the whole class. Mm-hmm. And that that doesn't happen in a day. 
Nope. And you cannot fake it. The kids will always rat you out. I agree with you. (laughs) You cannot turn it on for the one day. It has to be a consistent thing. And that includes after the five. It still has to be a consistent routine. It's just, this is who we are here. This is what we do here. And one thing that we have did to actually keep us current and, and thinking about it, about those observation tools is, is my center has partnered with the state of Nebraska. And we're actually a site mm-hmm. where um, individuals will come out who want to get some experience in the observation tools for class and for ERS. Mm-hmm. So if it's, if it's people who are already reliable that just want to make sure that they're, they're still on the right track, or if it's people in the community that are just trying to learn the tool, they yeah. got come out to our center and just practice. So although we're not having real observations, mm-hmm. it really, it's just a good reminder for our staff, you know, of, of what quality is. Yeah. And as a director who knows the tools, I think that's something that, in my opinion, makes a huge difference. If leadership understands the the tools being used, it's just going to help you better support your teachers in a way so that they can understand too and understand the why, not just all about the seven, but because it's it is supporting quality interactions, quality environments, quality care for your kids. So yeah, I, <laughs> I love that. You can't fake it. Uh, can't, right. you can't know, and it. even with the step five, um, we're actually in the process of, of building a new center, just a, a half a block away from where we're at now. So it's about time to, you know, start ordering the materials, mm-hmm. start looking at you know, are, are there any tweaks that we want to make to the structure of the classroom or the routine, the daily schedule? So having that background in the environmental rating skill, especially, um, it helps me as a director yes. be able to make sure that, that everything I put in those, those new classrooms, there's a reason for it there. Yep. So I really use that tool. I have the you can get the all about book for the environmental ratings that shows many, many examples mm-hmm. of what quality and best practice looks like. So I use that tool a lot, um, even though we've, we've got our step five. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that, Jill. You're still using what you've learned. You have to. And I think once you see the power of the why behind it, you it's part of you now. Like you're just right. going to continue to do that with your centers, with your staff, with your kids. Like that's, I love it. All right, Jill, I have one final question. We ask everyone this question. Uh, Tell us your why. Your job's hard. Your job's really big, especially with adding a new building. Good grief. That's congratulations. That's a big, big accomplishment. What's your why? Why do you do what you do? Why do you like your job? What's your why? I'm really passionate passionate about what I do, the, the staff that I work with, the people that I work with on a, on a daily basis, the, the people who took a chance with me when I said, get on the boat or don't, but this is where we're headed. The people that took that chance with me, I mean, I feel such a strong commitment to, for one thing, um, but they're so passionate about what they do. I want to provide the support to them. Um, the other reason is 
for the children and for the families. You know, I, I work in an area, you know, where we're, we're striving to decrease that, that gap in education, mm-hmm. that achievement gap. Yep. And I truly, with all my heart, feel like if we can give the quality environment, if we're speaking the vocabulary that the students need, that we can help decrease that achievement gap. So when they go to kindergarten, they're more on that same level mm-hmm. um, of being able to succeed. We want to set kids up for success. I truly believe that, that kids are change makers, that mm-hmm. if we give them the social emotional skills, um, if we give them the skills to be able to, to get along with others and work in groups, even, you know, if you're not particularly fond of everyone, if we give them those skills at this age, they will be able to do anything they want. They'll be able to be anything they want. So, I mean, that's, that's what I feel my mission is. That's what my staff feel that their mission is. And, and we're all headed down the same road. And, and that's why I'm, I'm still there. Love it. Lifelong skills for change makers. That is, that is a solid why, Jill. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. And it's been great chatting with you as always. I love getting to chit chat with you, Jill. You are a powerhouse for Nebraska and for our kiddos here, uh, especially in Omaha. So I appreciate you sharing your thoughts and thank you everyone for spending quality time with us. Please join again as we chat about future topics to support our Nebraskan providers on their journeys with Step Up Quality. Until next time, bye-bye.